Rightio, folks, it's major morning as well. The last of the 2023 golf majors tees off tonight when Royal Liverpool plays host to the 151st edition of the Open Championship, and we do not have to wait long to see our star golfer Ryan Fox in action. Tees off at 5.57pm before star-studded groupings follow suit one after the other, and yesterday Sam Pinfold painted a picture of a course where wind would be hugely impactful and bunkers would be your ticket home or avoiding them, more to the point. It sets up to be a classical open test. It's not a major week without talking to our golf genius, David Bileski at Deep Dive Golf on Twitter. Morning, David. How's it going on the eve of uh, the Open Championship? Good morning, Sidi. Yeah, good to be with you. Um, heard genius, oracle, wizard. Um, you've you've got a raft of names for me, but um, all far too kind than I deserve. But I um, really, really appreciate being on the show. Well, you've got that because you've got a track record, and we expect it to carry on. Um, uh, and uh, we're looking at we're looking at um, a course, uh, of course, Royal Liverpool. It's uh, hosted the Open as Hoylake as well. This is about the thirteenth time they've played there, so it's no stranger to um, to a lot of those uh, players that have been there. They've been there, done that. But having said that, it, uh, how much of the conditions going to play a part? Yeah, I do, I do think, I mean, look, it's linked golf. It's always going to be a factor, uh, especially when it comes down to the weather. Also noting that it's been um, a couple of pretty wet weeks in the UK as well, particularly in that northern area of England. So I think you are going to see a, a course that's going to play pretty long, perhaps a little bit easier to hold the fairways. But in saying that, the fairways are incredibly narrow and you've got danger littered absolutely everywhere. So a few different quirks to the course, um, most notably the six kind of out-of-bounds areas for the uninitiated. Out-of-bounds is one of the harshest penalties that you can face in golf because not only do you get a penalty stroke, but you get loss of distance as well. And the the curious thing with this course is that those out-of-bounds can uh, be just a few yards off the fairway, so you don't have to to miss by much to, to be in some seriously big um, trouble pretty quickly. Um, as you mentioned uh, and in the, the excellent interview you guys did yesterday with um, with Sam Pinfold, the bunkers are ex- extremely penal. You should see them as water hazards more than, than bunkers. You go in there you're probably losing a stroke um, and very, very thick rough. Lots of gorse bushes around as well so it's going to gonna provide a, a great test and a great watch. Right, okay then. Uh, let's uh, look at... Um other idiosyncrasies about this uh, course, uh, interesting finishing uh, because two very tough holes, including uh, an interesting par three. Now, uh, we talked to Sam yesterday, just 135, 136 yards long, but uh, he said Cam Smith's hit seven iron into that on a couple of occasions already. What kind of hole does this uh, prove to be? Because it's a spanker, brand new. Yeah, and, and it looks fantastic. Even though it's a brand new hole, it looks like it could have been there for for a hundred plus years, as as the rest of the courses. So, um, it's going to play a pivotal role come Sunday. I think if you've got about six guys um, in contention going down the the final stretch there, um, whoever plays that seventeenth hole the best could be um, the winner. As, as you mentioned, it's played into the prevailing wind, so it's a pretty stern test, even though it's a, a short yardage and the, the surface is pretty volatile as well. You've got these shaved runoff areas um, sort of feeding balls directly into these huge um, 
you know, pot bunkers, which are just incredibly deep and steep-faced, and it's kind of luck of the draw once you get in there, whether you're you're too close to the face to be able to hit it out, or um, all sorts of penalties in, in hand there as well. So uh, definitely it's going to be an iconic hole, and, and very, very excited to see how they play that one. It's going to be very, very fun to watch. Okay, let's uh, look at uh, some of the candidates here because uh, the, the title is being defended by Cam Smith who comes off some very, very handy live golf form as well. Um, and uh, also, of course, we've got a number of players who have done well in Open Championships on this type of course. Uh, so um, let's, let's, uh, let's look at perhaps um, uh, a key pairing there with uh, Ram, Rose and McElroy coming off a win in the, the Scottish Open. Yeah, I mean, look, that's going to be a great pairing for for sure, and um, good having Justin Rose in that group as well. It'll be um, interesting to see how he goes this week. Don't know if we've seen the best of John Rahm lately. Um, my concern would be that we haven't really seen him show up other than at the Masters and the Majors recently. He's kind of been getting off to slow starts, and I think how he starts um, tomorrow or later tonight for us um, will be pretty key to how he goes for the rest of the tournament. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be one of my favourites heading into the week. Rory McIlroy, I mean, what a victory last week. I mean, if you weren't watching, watching, you, you need to go back and watch a replay because that was just an incredible win um, out of nowhere, almost an impossible finish, and just Rory McIlroy doing Rory McIlroy things um, over the last two holes. Um, look, he's, he's in great form, a riser to open where he won back here in 2014, not his um, last major win, but pretty close to it. His last major was in 2014 as well, and um, I think there'll be a fair few eyes on him. Of course, he's he's a great hope, and then Justin Rose has had a stellar year. Um, I'd say he's certainly into the Ryder Cup team at this point, but um, a, a good performance in the Open Championship certainly wouldn't hurt his chances there either. Okay, so what type of player is going to be to the fore here? I mean, uh, we're going to see players laying up off the tee because of the danger of the bunkers. We're going to see them taking them on as they do in the States. What, how do you perceive what kind of player is going to succeed here? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good question because it, it is going to play as a very strategic test of golf. Like your course management is going to be absolutely essential to playing this well. If you can put the driver away at the right right spot and hit an iron off the tee, you know, you might see some of these par fours people play like a, a four iron off the tee and then being leave, left with a four iron off the fairway as well, just to make sure that they find the fairway and avoid some of those hazards that I mentioned um, earlier in the interview. So I, I do think that it's going to take a strong driver of the golf ball. I think that's going to be really, really key. If you can get someone who's long off the tee and straight, that's ideal. But if you're going to compromise either of them, I'd be giving up the distance in order to keep the driving accuracy because just the penalty is so, so severe if you if you do go into one of those pot bunkers or hit it out of bounds or find a find a gorse bush so that's going to be key um, approach play especially long irons I think will be essential scoring on the par fives making the most of those opportunities is, is going to be really key for me as well approach play um, is always essential and then um, look short, short game I'm putting a little less weighting on around the green this week just simply because with those pot bunkers, if you end up against the face of it, it's kind of just luck of the draw whether you're going to be able to get it out or not. Um, you might have to hit sideways. It depends how the ball enters, and there's a little bit of luck involved. Um, certainly, chipping and, and putting is always key around around the links golf course. So the key for me, though, is um, is off the tee. I think drivers can play a big part in um, who wins this. Okay, right. Uh, Scotty Scheffler. 
Uh, it doesn't. Uh, it's, it's every week for Scotty Scheffler. I mean, he's there or thereabouts on the leaderboard. He either wins or he's very, very close. Uh, what do you make of him in, in these conditions? Yeah, I mean, look, Scotty Scheffler is the, the, quite easily the best ball striker in the world. It's not particularly close with anybody else at the moment. Um, he's hitting, hitting the ball at a level that Tiger Woods wants. The, the issue is with the putter. I'm expecting Scotty Scheffler to do exactly what he's done at every tournament basically this year, uh, which is finishing the, the top 10. If he can putt at like the average to the field, he'll go out and win by three strokes. Um, if he continues to putt the way he's been putting for the last kind of 14 months, then he'll finish tied six. Right, OK. Can Ricky Fowler, uh, Terrell Hatton, uh, Ryan Fox, can they figure... Yeah, look, I think uh, Ricky Fowler for me is just a bit too short in the market at 22 to 1. I mean, he was runner-up here um, previously, so and he, he arrives here in just a sparkling run of form. Um, look, if he, he lifts the trophy, you know, hats off to him. Um, you know, be, uh, you'd, you'd have to um, admire him finally getting across the line and, and be happy for him. I just I won't be biting at 22 to 1. It's just far too short for me. Um, there's another golfer at that price that, I, that I'd much prefer. Ryan Fox um, made my selections this week so I um, mean that's there's not just been a patriotic Kiwi it's just I really think that this is going to be a good test for him of the previous open venues I think one of the ones that's most correlated is um, Port Rush um, in 2019 Ryan Fox finished 16th there they came after he'd just missed seven cuts in a row and he was nowhere near the level that we've seen him develop into over the last couple of years obviously he won the 2022 Alfred Dunhall Lynx as well on a Lynx course um, and he's played very well the Scottish Open 12th last week and he had a, um, a fourth year previously so he loves Lynx golf he's also one who um, he's not the most accurate off the tee he's, he's incredibly long but he's also very very happy hitting his two iron off the tee um, which, I, which mm-hmm. I like and I think that he's got that, that option to club down and um, find fairways but then when he needs to um, let the big dog eat he's happy to get it out of the bag and um, reach some of these long par fives and to give himself plenty of vehicle and booty opportunities so I think he's, he's a real chance to be lifting the claret jug and we should all be um, very excited cheering them on uh, for this tournament okay so live golf is coming back into uh, this I, I look at a guy like Kepka I look at uh, Cam Smith who uh, won this the tournament of course when he was on the uh, PGA tour and uh, DP tour exemptions as well so but how many of these guys play Lynx golf as part of live tour I can't think of many courses that are involved there yeah, I mean, look, but you could say the same with the PGA Tour, right? Like, the, there's there's no Lynx golf in the States, and the only taste they really get is the Open Championship, and maybe if they come over for the Scottish Open the week before. I would say that this is quite a different test to St. Andrews that we saw last year. I mean, St. Andrews has those huge 100-yard wide fairways. Cam Smith is not the most accurate off the tee, so he could kind of rip driver as he pleased there and, and get very, very hot with the putter as he kind of tends to do. Um, so for me, his price just, like, completely fair in the market at 16 to 1 maybe even a bit too short um, so I just unfortunately wouldn't be able to, to go there at that sort of price on a on a course where um, I don't know if he'll be putting away the driver as much as he probably needs to um, Brooks Keeper I mean he's just he, he is a genius when he comes to the majors he's a completely different golfer I've never been very good at getting him right um, because he will just turn up off 
10 missed cuts and then suddenly go out and win one. Um, when it comes to the majors, he just seems to be able to switch into a different level. I think the advantage for Brooks Keeper is he, he played on the Challenge Tour in the DP World Tour. He's one of the few Americans who have had some leg form. Um, so he has that going for him. Um, again, I think I'd prefer courses for Brooks where he can use his driver to his full advantage. That's He tends to win at majors where driver plays a big, big factor of the live guys, Dustin Johnson's probably the one that um, intrigues me the most. At, at 30 to 1, I was, I was pretty interested on, in him. He's a very strong golf driver of the golf course, starting to see the best from him recently, and um, he's been playing pretty well on the live tour as well. So of the live guys, he would be, be the one that um, I would lean towards. You've given us golfers out of nowhere uh, in the past, and I'm not going to ask you to uh, divulge all your information because, of course, folks, you can get that on uh, Twitter at, at Deep Dive. Uh, golf, of course, but uh, I've got to uh, ask you if you've got a, a smoky, someone who might sneak into a top five, a top ten spot, who's pretty long in the market. Well, what what I will do, Smithy, if if you if you like, just as a special treat, being the Open Championship, I will give you guys the full top six headline picks that I have for the Open Championship this week, and then if you want, I've got some real, I mean, real dumpster diving, deep dive um, top 20 and top 40 bets, which you can get on my article, which is free this week um, over on Twitter at Deep Dive Golf. So my headline six selections this week, I've got Patrick Cantlay at 22 to 1. Now, he opened at 30, so he has moved in quite a bit, but if you head on over to a site where you can bet 365 days of the year, um, they're offering a bet boost at the moment of 25%, so I think that's well worth doing on him. Incredibly um, good driver of the golf I think this is a test that's really going to suit him. Shane Lowry at 33 to 1. Um, winner at Port Rush, which I think is a very good guide to hear. That's a good one to, to have a look at um, in terms of correlating um, form for the, the Open Championship. Another course over in the PGA Tour that's just littered with um, Open Championship winners is the Honda Classic. So the Honda Classic, you've got Patrick Harrington's won there twice. He's also won the Open twice. Rory McIlroy, Ernie Owls, Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler, all of those have either won or been runner-up that course. Shane Lowry's gone second and fifth there the last two years. Um, and obviously, as I mentioned, he was the winner at Port Rush, which I think is very, very correlated to this course here. I like Max Homer at 50-1. to 1. I think that um, Homer does his best work in tough conditions. We're going to see a lot of rain this week. He's won at um, two tournaments last year in the rain, which are the Fortnite Championship and the Wells Fargo Championship. All of his eight victories have come at either minus eight to minus 16, except for one. And I expect the winning range here to be about minus 12 to minus 15. So this should be right in his wheelhouse. Um, he's, a, he's a great lover of the history of the game of golf. And I think he'd make a very worthy Open Championship winner. Adam Scott at 66 to 1. Um, he's had two appearances here for 8th and 5th, so he's got an excellent history around this course. Um, he's also had two further wins at the Qatar Masters, which is kind of a sneaky correlation to Link's courses because it was designed by a guy called Kyle Phillips who did the King's Barnes um, golf course, which is part of the Alfred Dunhall Links rotation. So um, that's got some very, very good Links form as well. You've had open winners like Ernie Owls, Henry Jensen, Paul Lowry play very well there. Adam Scott's won there twice, so um, again, he's coming in and, and decent. Okay, he'll be one of those wily veterans that suddenly pops out the um, top leaderboard. And then uh, Ryan Fox already mentioned, but the, the final one I'll give out is uh, Corey Connors. 
So Corey Connors um, is very strong off the tee. He's 11th over the last three, six and 12 months off the tee for his driver. Um, he's at a 15th and 28th over the last two Open Championships. So he's certainly not totally opposed to Lynx courses as some of the PGA Tour players are. Um, he's at his 12th of the PGA Championship recently as well. I don't think that's the worst guy because it was a very, very long course, but also incredibly penal rough. And he's got a great record at Augusta National, which kind of asks similar questions to this course course but in a different way. He's had a six, eighth and tenth of the Masters there, so at eighty to one I think he's a he's a good shout as a buffy. David Bileski is at uh, Deep Dive Golf folks on Twitter. You can uh, research that uh, and it's free this week too uh, a lot of his information is free to us uh, and we're very appreciative of that David as we always are when you come on the show um, all the best mate enjoy the Open Championship and we'll speak again very shortly uh, all the very best enjoy it too Smithy and um, make sure you get on the winner this week t- this time eh? yeah I got it I've absolutely got it